Do you want to know what one of the most important factors for happiness is according to Harvard scientists? Then stay tuned because that's what today's talk is all about. Hello everyone. This is Salik and welcome to another episode of the Growth Philosophy Podcast, a bite-sized weekly podcast focused on empowering you to think better and upgrade your life. Now let's talk about today's topic, about connection and its impact on our happiness and our well-being. Connections, they're important. Connecting with others has a big impact on our lives, you know that already. But it turns out that impact that it has, the impact of connections actually might be a lot more than we might have imagined. So much so that it might actually be the most important factor when it comes to determining our happiness levels. This was the finding of a major Harvard study. The study found that connection is more important in determining our happiness levels than nearly every other factor including wealth and health. Yeah, that is pretty incredible. So the impact of connection is more than one's wealth or or health levels. So that makes connections pretty important. And this means that connections and quality relationships have more of an impact on our happiness levels than being, say, richer and or healthier. So it turns out that connection plays a vital role in our overall happiness and emotional level. But it's not just any type of connection that'll do the trick. So connections are important, but not just any type of connection. The quality of the connection is crucial. Superficial connections make very little difference to one's happiness and quality of life. Here's what I mean. These days, most people get really hung up over how many followers they have on social media. You know, it's almost like a status symbol. The amount of likes you get, the amount of people you have following you, or the amount of friends you have on social media. That's That seems to be very important. But here's the thing. Having hundreds or even thousands or even millions of followers on social media mean absolutely nothing when it comes to feeling genuinely happy, as the goal for fame and followers might lead to financial success and, well, boost your ego. But but what it does not do is create genuine connections. So it can do a whole host of things, but not create genuine connections. See, genuine connections require genuine bonds with people. And that's nearly impossible to do on social media. Especially if your goal is to gain thousands or even more followers. So even if you genuinely want to connect to them, so say you're one of the exceptions to the norm, and your goal is to actually genuinely connect to the people that you have on your social media's followers. So even that was, even if that was your goal, it's just not a practical goal to have because social media channels aren't really designed to form deep bonds. They might have been initially. I remember Facebook in its early days, but that's not the purpose for their social media channels anymore. 
Yeah, they are they're there for short periods of times. They create short connections, but not deep connections. These days, social media is at best a good source of up-to-date information on things you are interested in, or just creates short connections with people, but nothing really meaningful. But does that mean that you can't form deep connections with others online? Of course not. You absolutely can form deep bonds and connections with people online. Online dating is a great example of this point. People are forming deep relationships on digital platforms nowadays, often leading to long-term relationships and even marriages, all based off of deep connections formed virtually. So deep connections can be formed virtually. It's simply a matter of how much work is put into it. Like anything in life, it's all about what you sow. You sow what you reap. So how much work you are putting into the connection is really the most important factor. Because forming deep connections take work. They don't happen in a few minutes, which is usually the... Well, usually how it works on social media channels. So social media engagements happen over the time span of a few seconds to a few minutes at most. That doesn't usually lead to deep connections. It might over a long period of time. So you have to, like, because it's spaced out so much. So you have to think about how much time is actually spent in the connection. See, my favorite form of connection my favorite form of electronic communication has always been talking with people over Skype or actually emails. Emails are my second favorite. Virtual channels. They both enable you to have proper conversations with people. And that's one of the key things, by the way, having proper conversations. Social media channels can be a bit of a hindrance when it comes to having proper conversations with people. I'm not saying it's impossible, I'm just saying it's not very conducive to having proper conversations with people on social media. So talking and emails, they can be really good. Better, of course, is real live interaction, like a face-to-face -face meeting and conversation, because with those you can communicate better and connect better. Especially when you consider the fact that about 80% of the communication happens, well, verbally and through body language. Actually, what, about 80% or more of our communication happens through non-verbal communication. And those nuances are completely missed when you have electronic conversations and nearly impossible to notice on social media. So video calls might actually help. So they are, in fact, a great, a, well, a great alternative or a great extender for virtual communication. So on social media channels like Facebook, you actually now have the option to do video calls. And then there are other options like WhatsApp and Skype and even Google. They all have online video call offerings. So with all those options, it's now easier than ever to connect with people virtually over video. 
and that's especially useful during these times of social distancing and reducing connectivity because of the coronavirus situation. So now we have limitations on how much we can actually connect with people physically. So those video tools can be really useful. With video calls, you can safely connect with others and have genuine deep conversations without having to worry about leaving your house or anything. Now, here is a great example of what a difference quality connections can make. One of my all-time favorite travel destinations is Orkney in the Shetland Islands. If you haven't been there, let me tell you, it's a decent place, but it is not the most scenic of places. I mean, you would definitely not count it in your, but I wouldn't count it in my top five of the most beautiful places I've been to. You might even say that it's a bit dark or bleak place. Or maybe that's just how it was during winter, which is when I went there. My point is, I've been to places that are way more scenic and pretty than Orkney. But Orkney still ranks higher than most of those places. In fact, it's in my top three. So why is that so? Why is Orkney so memorable for me? Why did it have such an impact on me? Well, it's because of the people I met there. Or more specifically, because of the quality of the connections I had. The residents of Orkney, the few that I met anyway, were some of the nicest and most genuine people I've met to date. They were warm and friendly and just genuinely nice. You know those people that you meet like once in a while? They're rare. They're just genuinely warm and nice people. And that's what I felt when I met them. I think I spent more time there talking with people than I did actually checking out the area. But the quality of the people made quite an impact on me. And I'm sure you have had similar experiences too. No matter what you do, be it travel or something else, your whole experience of the activity will level up when you have good quality connection. Think back to the most fondest memories you have and I'm sure you'll find this to be the case. Quality connections matter a lot. This reminds me of another experience. Years ago, I went to a networking event where I came across a very interesting young woman. She was clearly driven, and you'll understand why I say that in a minute. So there I was, talking with some people, and then suddenly, like a gust of wind, this young woman approaches the group, says hello, hands each of us her business card, and then leaves. Yep, she just left, that's it. She left as abruptly as she came. We then watched her for a bit doing the same exact thing to the others in the group. And let me tell you, no one in the group was impressed. What she did isn't actually that uncommon in the business world. Well, it wasn't in the earlier days. It's a version of a networking strategy called working the room, or the crude form of the strategy. What she did was effective in terms of spreading a card to the most number of people, but ultimately, was it really effective? I seriously doubt that, because I didn't keep her card. She was intriguing, but not because she made a good impression. You see, people, especially in business, sometimes forget to prioritize quality over quantity. But carpet bombing tactics like that are superficial and actually cause more harm than good. 
because they create a negative impression. People do business with people they like, after all, and that's true in every other area of life too. It's easy to see relationships with anyone other than your immediate friends and family as functional or even transactional, but that ultimately doesn't create a good connection. We all like genuine connections. The people you meet with are people just like you, so why not treat them with more authenticity, respect and kindness? That's what you'd expect, right? So rather than focusing on what you might be getting out of the interaction, just focus on the connection. Trust me, when you connect with people with genuine curiosity, authenticity, kindness, and for the sole sake of connecting, you will have a much better experience than if you do it with an agenda. No one likes people with agendas. You don't, and you can be certain that anyone you're meeting with does not either. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. So how can you get started? I'll give you some tips to help you build genuine connections and bonds, and here they are. Treat the people you meet with respect, authenticity, and curiosity. No one likes fake people. You know, no one likes people with agendas, and everyone likes people who are genuinely curious about them. You can feel the genuineness whenever you meet people. You know, you will. It's, it's an instinct. You can feel it. I'm sure if you think back to people you've met, you will know that to be true. So respect, authenticity and curiosity, those three factors, they are incredibly useful. They're incredibly valuable when it comes to building genuine connections with people. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude and paying it forward is also useful when it comes to developing quality connections. There are two more things. I'd like to point out. Number one, expectations. The first point is about having expectations. You can't form genuine connections with people if you're focusing on what you'll get out of the connection or the person, like I mentioned earlier. You can't focus on expectations. You know, that cannot be your sole priority. That cannot be your sole focus. You have to let go of the whole transactional mentality. Just connect for the sole sake of connecting, without any expectations. If it leads to something good, great. If not, that's okay too. But you can't know how a connection will play out in the future until you actually connect. So stop worrying about how it will play out. Just connect for the sake of connecting. We are all human beings. We are designed to connect to people. So connect just for the sake of connecting and nothing else. Stop expecting things. So that's the first thing to remember. And here's the second point I want you to remember. The second point is about toxic people. So you know connecting with others is great, but there is one caveat I would like you to keep in mind. A word of caution of sorts. Connect with people, but avoid people who are toxic. You might not know right away who is toxic and who is not, but often it becomes obvious pretty fast. And when it does, avoid that person. Yes, it sounds a bit harsh, but ultimately you have to think about your own well-being too. And being around or being connected to toxic people is ultimately not good for you. 
Some people are just toxic. It's unfortunate. Hopefully they will get better at some point. Hopefully they will realize that they are toxic and they will work on that. But until they do, you have to take care of yourself. So does it sound a bit selfish? Maybe. But looking after yourself is a priority. Some people are just unfortunately too stuck in toxic negativity and that drags others down too. You know, misery loves company and all that. But you don't want to be that company. So for the sake of your own sanity and self-care, keep an eye out for this. Connect expecting the best. But if a person turns out to be toxic, remove yourself from the connection. But the bottom line is this. And this is the one thing I would like you to take away if you just take away one thing from today's talk. Always prioritize the quality of the connections over quantity. Stop worrying about connecting, having loads of friends, having hundreds of thousands of followers, if the connections are just going to be superficial. Because quality connections ultimately will lead to a happier and even a more successful life.